Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelzang, and this is episode number 459. Today's show is brought to you by Theragun. Staying in during COVID-19 restrictions shouldn't mean spending hours on the couch, especially for those of us in the Not Old Better Show audience. Our guest today, returning favorite, Sabrina Joe, Director of Science and Research Content at the American Council on Exercise, knows this subject well and will share much with us today to help us protect our health during COVID-19 and promote better health. It's always important for older adults to exercise to help improve their overall immunity, but especially now during the spread of COVID-19 when we are at greater risk of complications from the virus. Other benefits from exercising include increasing strength and flexibility, which can help reduce the risk of falls, stress, and relief, and add even better sleep to our lives. So, what can active adults do easily at home? Here are simple exercises that can be done while watching your favorite show or outside in your backyard, getting some fresh air. On the Fitness Friday program today, we're going to talk to Sabrina Joe about all of that, including the right exercise and fitness to have for you in your life. But with all of us facing the new normal of COVID-19, we are more aware than ever that the COVID-19 pandemic has rapidly changed how we live, work, exercise, and learn. First and foremost, I want to assure everyone that the safety of older adults, a population known to be at high risk, is paramount to us here at the Not Old Better Show. As a matter of fact, today we'll be talking to Sabrina Joe about adjusting to the new normal, exercising in light of all of these restrictions, and most importantly, staying fit during the pandemic. COVID is not going away, and our reality will be shaped by how we handle this and I think we can be creative. I think we can get through it. And I think if you think of exercise and physical activity as one of the resources to help keep you healthy, to even, you know, increase your health reserves so that if you do end up getting some type of virus or illness, you have more of a reserve to fight that, I think that's probably a good way to think about your overall health, to stay as physically fit as as you possibly can. That, of course, is our guest today, Sabrina Joe, Director of Science and Research Content at the American Council on Exercise. We'll talk about that and more as we welcome to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone returning guest and audience favorite, Sabrina Joe. Sabrina Joe, good to talk to you. Thanks again for your time. I think this is going to be a great show, but uh, always want to ask you, how are you doing? How's uh, your family, everybody doing okay with the quarantining around COVID-19? Yes. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. And everyone as well. We are just, you know, staying at home and one day is just exactly like the next. Mm-hmm. And yep. <laughs> But we're 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 healthy and and we're staying active. Yeah, well, that's good. I think that's absolutely the Sabrina Joe that that I know so well, and, and my audience just loves so much. So let's talk a little bit about this whole idea of health and fitness around COVID, because I think people, this is going to be on people's mind. We're starting to get into phase two, starting to get into phase three a little bit. I think this idea of a structured fitness program may be exactly what our audience is looking for. But what if somebody hasn't exercised in years? Why should they start now, especially post-COVID-19? 
Paul, this is so important because when you, what we're learning about um, the people who are becoming the most ill after having contracted COVID-19 is that um, it's it's those individuals with comorbidities or you know just with other health problems that seem to be affected more by the illness. And so what we know about just you know health in general, the more fit you are, the better able you're that you you can handle you know fighting off an illness. And so what we're seeing is that people with chronic illness, um, including heart disease and diabetes and and metabolic issues, um, people with those diseases are having a harder time with this um, this virus. And so anything that you can do now, even if you haven't done so in the past, to to enhance your health by increasing your fitness is definitely worth the time and the commitment. Yeah, it, you know, it makes sense. It's all very logical. But say our audience is suffering from some medical conditions, and that's that's a fact of life for those of us as we get a little bit uh, later in life. Are, are people going to be comfortable with exercise being safe? And if I've got some medical conditions, is it going to be safe for me to jump back into exercise right now? Sure. Uh, a couple of things with some of the, the points that you made. I cannot think of any condition that will not be helped by being physically active. And so any type of medical issue or health condition can only be helped if you somehow figure out how exercise or physical activity works for you and then implement it into your lifestyle. And so your point about if, if you're aging or if you already have a medical condition and you're aging with that condition, that should not preclude you from safely exercising. Um, in fact, what we know is that the more sedentary you are, then the more likely you will suffer from any condition that you may already have. And so you can absolutely um, start safely exercising at any time. And there are a few conditions that do require, you know, some medical supervision and some advice and um, recommendations and even limitations from your physician. Um, and those have to do with, you know, heart disease and, and things that would pose a risk if you were to exert yourself and, and really spike your heart rate. But you don't have to do vigorous physical exertion to gain benefits from exercise or, or physical activity. And so that's kind of the, the, the push in the industry now is to help everyone understand that any type of movement throughout your day, whether it's a walk down the street and back, or whether it's uh, engaging in, in more uh, taking the stairs instead of the elevators, those types of things will contribute to overall health and they don't have to be vigorous in nature to help. So uh, a straightforward answer to your question is exercise is absolutely safe and some conditions do require some medical supervision, but those are typically in um, clinical situations where a person is going through 
let's say, a, a, a rehabilitation after a cardiac event, those types of things. But just for the more general population, really anyone could be more physically mm-hmm. active. Yeah, I know. I know for me, I I really thrive on the activity, but sometimes. You know, I'm, I, I get up, early, you know, early in the morning, and I'm a little stiff. And so, maybe with your research orientation, get, tell us about a few of the exercises that might be, you know, kind of non weight bearing exercises that might be right for us, but are still going to help us overcome some of the sore joints and allow us to get out there and become a bit more vigorous. So, anything that is impactful is going to put a stress on the joints and. So by impactful, I mean when you um, take one foot off the ground and then put it back down the ground, um, <laughs> and the more with the more force in which you do that, then the harder it is on the joint. So a classic example is jogging or running. That tends to be really stressful for the joints. So jumping activities, um, things where you're airborne for a brief second and then you come back down to the ground that that puts impact on the joints um but there are such a multitude of other things other modalities that you can choose from that actually don't place impact on the joints that are really healthy and can actually feel quite good Uh, and those things include swimming um, or water exercise and that's mainly due to the fact that the the water itself adds some buoyancy to the joints and and takes a little bit of the the load off. Um, and the water itself also provides some resistance. So while you're you're moving your limbs and your body through the water, uh, it's it's quite a good workout because you're you're pushing against resistance the whole time, but you're not load bearing. So that's that's kind of nice. Um, other examples, if you're not a pool person, and, and I'm going to raise my hand right now and say I really don't enjoy being in water. <laughs> so for me, when I'm trying to um, take special care for my joints, I do things um, such as uh, riding my stationary cycle, um, or uh, even I have a rowing machine where where I can just sit and, and pull the handles toward my torso and move back and forth. Um, those that tends to be a nice workout um, with no weight bearing. Um, and it's really a matter of doing things that don't aggravate your joints, because perhaps something that aggravates one person's joints won't be a problem for the next person. So again, it's that mix of finding things that work for you and that you enjoy. We'll be right back with Sabrina Joe to hear more about walking, specific exercise and strength training, and staying fit and motivated during the COVID-19 pandemic. So please, stay tuned for more. Hey, it's Paul. Just a quick message from our sponsor, Theragun. You know, the stress of daily life, it just weighs on all of us. It doesn't matter whether it's exercise, whether it's work-related life, or whether you're an elite athlete or just a regular person like me trying to get through the day, the stress of life produces muscle pain. (laughs) And muscle pain, muscle tension from stress is a real thing. That's why I've begun using Theragun, the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And now as quiet as an electric toothbrush. 
The Theragun is the original professional-grade handheld percussive therapy device that provides this deep muscle tissue treatment to release tension, improve your mobility, accelerate recovery of any of this stress, and enhance your performance. Theragun was born from a genuine need to address bodily health after the founder, Dr. Jason Wiersland, suffered severe pain while recovering from a severe motorcycle accident. My dear Not Old Better Show audience, you have got to try Theragun. Theragun exists to empower everybody on earth to feel your best naturally. Theragun products and services create wellness naturally, helping us reconnect with our bodies while eliminating the need for chemical alternatives. I'll tell you too, the Theragun smartphone app controls the speeds and effect and impact, and that is amazing too. I use it to reduce this general tension and stress that I sometimes feel. It helps me sleep better by down-regulating the nervous system, which is the body's way of responding to an external stimulus. I use Theragun for about two minutes on each muscle group, my arms, my glutes, legs, before bed to help me feel relaxed and calm, and it really works for me. You gotta check it out. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen. You gotta check this out. It's personalized Theragun app and quiet and power all that you need. It starts at only $199, but if you go to theragun.com slash notoldbetter right now, you're going to get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash notoldbetter, theragun.com slash notoldbetter. Check it out. Thanks, everybody. Let's get right back to our Fitness Friday interview with Sabrina Joe, American Council on Exercise Director of Science and Research Content. Sabrina Joe, I, I want to follow up on something that you, you mentioned earlier, and that is just even kind of a walk to the end of the block might be really enough to kind of start off your exercise routine. How, what's, the, what's the research saying right now in the guidelines for those of us over age 60 about the amount of exercise that we should get? What 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 exercise, how much exercise is enough, really? Well, I'll tell you what the the standard public health guidelines and recommendations are. And, and actually, they're the same for those over 60 as they are for all other ages in that you want to move most days of the week. So get in exercise, you know, at least five days out of a seven-day week. And that you're wanting to try to accumulate about 30 minutes or more of activity throughout the day. And in addition to that, we want to emphasize strength training or resistance training at least twice a week, and then flexibility exercise, perhaps on most days of the week as well, like a gentle stretching of the joints. But the problem with those public health recommendations is that they're so general and so broad and oftentimes too much, especially in the beginning if you're just getting started. And it's certainly not necessary to to go out and do 30 minutes of walking your first day (laughs) to to receive health benefits. So what what the research shows is that if you start small and start slow, so again, maybe it takes five minutes to walk around your block or walk down the street and walk back. And if you have been sedentary for for a long period of time and, and you're just getting back into it, that could definitely be enough and you could see health benefits. And if you could intersperse those 
those short bouts of movement throughout the day even better. Um, and one thing I will say specifically for those over, oh, let's say age 60, um, one of the thing that, thing that the, well, two things actually that the research is bearing out is that the more strength training we can do, the better, because one of the things that happens um, as we age every decade is we tend to lose a little bit of muscle mass and resistance training really is the only way to hold on to that. So it becomes really more important with each decade to do try to do some resistance or strength training. And then the second thing I'll add is that it's, uh, oh, in the, in the, the public health guidelines, it's called neuromotor exercise or balance exercise. And that also becomes even more important um, with every decade because with the loss of muscle mass tends to be a greater risk for falling and we tend to lose our balance more readily. So anything that kind of incorporates um, a balance challenge safely into your training is, is also advised. What about weight loss and exercise? You know, if someone isn't overweight, do they still even need to exercise? Do we think about exercise in only those terms? And, and I guess, again, with your research hat on, what does the research say about being physically fit and overweight versus being thin but sedentary? That is a great question because you certainly cannot just look at a person and determine how healthy they are. <laughs> uh, we, we might look at someone who is um, very thin and think, wow, they've, they've really got it together. They, <laughs> they don't have a weight problem. They, they're probably not concerned about dieting and such. But sometimes a person who is very thin can also have very low muscle mass and a higher percentage of body fat, but they just don't appear that way because of their, their size. And so, um, looks can be misleading and exercise, whether it's through aerobic or, or cardiorespiratory exercise, like through walking or through strength training, resistance training, those types of things keep the body healthy and, they really provide us with a reserve for function to whether that means be able to carry out daily activities easily, more easily or, or more readily, or even provide us that reserve of function to fight illness. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with, with body weight or losing weight. So if someone doesn't have a weight loss goal, it doesn't mean that that person shouldn't be exercising. Um, in, in fact, I, I'm hoping that we're, we are doing a better job as an industry of helping to explain that exercise isn't necessarily the path to weight loss, although it's, it's certainly a piece of the puzzle. Um, we're starting to get away from recommending exercise as kind of the only way to lose weight because we know that other factors are so important. Good. Well, thank you for that. I think, I think our audience is going to need to hear some of that because I think there is this overemphasis on, on exercise and being overweight. And, uh, and I think there's, there's, it's important to point out kind of another side to this. So let me, let me ask you about another 
maybe myth around exercise, and, and that's about exercising kind of on a budget. We can do this on a budget. We Many of us are at home now. There are some resources that we can gather around us even while at home to give us kind of a structured exercise routine. So talk to us a little bit about exercising on a budget and how we might do that best. I think that if you know where to look, you could find all types of exercise programs that are safe and that are free and that don't require um, excessive equipment, that excessive expensive equipment. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's probably easy for me to say that because I kind of um, live in this space. So I, I, I see what comes in and I, uh, across social media and, you know, maybe I'm watching um cable TV or just whatever I see in, in some of my, my news feeds, I know kind of what to look for in terms of what's healthy and what's safe and effective. And so to help the listeners, I would say if you can find a, a, a program or a professional who is certified as an exercise leader, I think that's going to be your best and safest bet. And right now during these interesting times where a lot of us are um, working from home or, you know, spending a lot of time at home, I think that the opportunities are endless. If you can search out um, qualified credentialed exercise leaders to find streaming exam streaming videos of examples of exercises that can be done free of charge at home. Mm. I love that. I love that idea that these these folks are available and and so seek them out. Be creative around this aspect of exercising and on on a budget. Certainly, you you need to realize that you you sometimes pay for what you get, and and there's a great deal of value in these trained professionals. But some of them might be willing to be creative themselves and offer a subscription to their videos or a subscription series around some of their exercise plans. And I think. I think that's the way to kind of think about this right now. All of this is in such flux and we need to be creative about our health and we need to think about it, put it front and center, but decide that we're going to do things differently, even if, if COVID has foisted that on us at this point. So I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You agree. I, I think. I, I do. And I would add that we have a great opportunity to, to really spend some time and look at what's out there and perhaps try a few different programs. Um, perhaps they'll, they'll give free trial offers, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, take some time to try some different things to see what you really enjoy. Because I always say <laughs> you're more likely to continue to do it if you enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So, so maybe try a few different things for free. And then once you find something that, that, that you really click with, uh, yeah, then sign up for the subscription mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for the for their service because uh, I think there's going to be a lot more of that available out there mm -hmm. these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good good points all. So final question for you, and, and this is a big one, particularly for my audience and my age group, and that's the idea of exercising alone. What do, what do you recommend? Exercising alone, exercising in a group. You can even do some Zoom exercise if you're if you're if you're leery about group involvement right now. There's opportunities to be creative here too. Yeah, yeah. So I know one of the the recommendations for uh, 
physical activity and exercise um, as we progress through life is that if you create strong connections and social relationships around the physical activity, that you're more likely to do it. And I agree. And I think it's a, a great idea to find a community or a group that you really connect with. And as you mentioned, there are opportunities to do um, activities with groups that don't necessarily have to be in person at this moment. And I would highly encourage that. I will add, however, that if you're a person who doesn't necessarily uh, get a charge or perhaps you don't thrive on connecting with groups because you're kind of a lone wolf. You, you kind of like to do things on your own. And, mm -hmm. and that that's part of what challenges you is, yeah, I like to really kind of dive deep into different modalities, research it for myself, find out what I like. All of that is also a wonderful idea. <laughs> so I, I know I, I um, promote oftentimes that getting to, together, together with others and being social and connected is a wonderful idea, but sometimes I feel like I, I don't give enough um, credence to also being the lone wolf, if that's your mm -hmm. thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Because like it, it really works for everyone. It, it really just depends on your preference. Good. Well, Sabrina Jay, you always give us the best advice, and uh, it's always such a pleasure to talk to you. COVID, non-COVID, we just we just get the best information from you. So thank you so much for your time. Once again, we'll look forward to catching up to you. I don't think COVID's going to go away, so we'll be talking about this for a little while. But thank you so much for your time today. You got it. Thanks, Paul. All of us in the Not Old Better Show audience are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19, which may result in increased stress during the crisis. Fear and anxiety about the COVID-19 pandemic can be overwhelming and cause strong emotions, which exercise can lessen. My thanks always to Serena Joe, ACE Director of Science and Research Content, for joining us today. My thanks to Theragun for sponsoring today's show, and to you, my wonderful Not Old Better Show audience. Look after yourself during this health crisis because looking out for yourself means looking out for all of us to flatten the disease transmission curve. Please get the facts on COVID-19. Protect each other. Be kind. Be well. Stay safe and practice smart social distancing. And remember to talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody.